because if if you can't stabilize or if you can't get the camera shot or the camera angle that you want to get with the use of keeping it in as close to your body as possible the strap helps with that yeah so being able to have that pressure on the back of your neck and being able to extend those straps out will help you get more of uh, a stabilized panning movement as well as a little bit better when you're walking gimbal is always the best if you're going to be doing any type of movement up and yeah. down movement stepping yeah. any impact is going to affect your shot um but when you're standing in place moving your body with with the use of uh the strap also you know is, is very very helpful absolutely gimbal i mean i found it for me to be a little bit of a crutch <laughs> uh i've gotten really good at being able to to maneuver and and be as surgical as i possibly can yeah. with the gimbal but uh, there are certain times or, or different styles of video that I want to be able to capture that I have found that the gimbal limits the ability to do that. Right. So even going more freehand uh, is what what has ultimately tested my ability to stabilize the shots. So using the strap, um, using the 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 movement of the of my body as opposed to just the, or moving the arms and the camera sure. has really helped with that. And obviously, I use specific uh, tools and resources in, in post production to make that better. Right. Uh, but being able to use the three point contact is 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 very important to help at least improve a little bit of that stability. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the gimbal, but moving into... Well, let me say, and this will segue us into the next one, is that this guy is so good with the gimbal that it looks like he's using a slider. And that's probably... I appreciate that. Yeah, like... I appreciate uh, that. I, I've, I've watched a lot of, of your videos and um, the approach that you bring, even the recent one that we just did with the, um, the tourism shooting that we yep. did. Uh, like, I couldn't believe, you know, when you would piece that together with my drone footage that... You know how when you were coming, you know, into the bridge and out of the bridge, that uh, to me it looked like you were using the slider, and that was that's yeah. Great. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That that was probably I kicked myself for because obviously I watched the videos after the fact, even when we released them out into the wild. Sure. But uh, yeah, there was a little bit of movement that could have been a little bit better. The, the actual shot could have been shorter, but well, I appreciate that. We're, we're super critical of our work. Right. So that, that, that's one thing I'm always looking and, and any creator is for yeah. the most part, you know, we critique and critique and critique, especially after we release it. Ah, but that's how we learn. You know, we, we take those and ah, I could have done this. I could have done that and make the mental note. And then the next time we go out, we try it and it ends up working out better for us. Yep. Yeah. Always try to do better. Absolutely. So speaking of sliders, yeah. segue, uh, slider is is a great tool. The downside of that is the setup. Yeah. Uh, you need to plan your shots accordingly and know that you're going to be using it, but it can be a very beneficial tool Absolutely. Uh, to get that, that, that very smooth uh, cinematic shot without the use of, of obviously the gimbal and, and getting away from the freehand. Right. A lot of it is is used in real estate shots, yep. um, as you mentioned, and I appreciate that. You know, I use the gimbal and I'm able to get similar shots with the gimbal, but the slider, if you have a good one, yeah. um, they don't have to be overly expensive. I no. think I got the slider that, that, that we use for probably, I think it was 120 bucks. Yeah. But it's 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 great for revealing shots. It's yeah. a great for approach shots, shots, um, pull away shots. But that that's a, a, a really 
uh, valuable tool to have in your arsenal to, to get shots. You have a motorized Yeah, slider. I got one uh, actually on sale. I think it was right around 250 bucks uh, last year on, well, Black Friday, you know, which is cool. the best time to buy equipment yep. if you can wait that long. Um, and uh, I, to, to be honest, I haven't used it as much as I want to, um, but that is one thing that I'm going to start uh, implementing. Um, I just got uh, a follow focus too, so that that's going to help out with getting some good parallax shots and keeping yeah. them in focus. It makes a huge difference, especially interviews or any type of profile shots as a second camera option. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's powerful. Yeah, but it does. You know, like you said, if you're trying to do the run and gun and get stuff quickly, uh, the the slider's probably not going to be your go to. Uh, it's definitely going to have to be a, a shot that you you know really have thought out and have time to set up for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the next one, I mean, we really can't. We're talking about sliders. We're talking a little bit more of a setup, but just a simple tripod. Right. Using a tripod. I mean, that's probably everyone probably has one in their closet that they haven't used or have had for years. So that's probably going to be, you know, outside of just, you know, the three point or the two point and moving your body. The the next thing that everyone's going to have in their arsenal to use to get a good steady pan shot. And you also want to make sure that you get the right tripod. Right. You know, the ability to pan and tilt, nice fluid head. Um, Just a standard tripod may or may not. So Right. And I've tried that before to get, and it, it... it doesn't look as good as it would with, uh, sure. you know, like, and you can get creative. You can take whatever tripod that you have and you can, you can get very creative with it to right. where you can use it for shots to at least stabilize where you can get a simple pan. You yeah. may not be able to get it as nicely as with a fluid head, but, yeah. uh, even just a monopod, yeah. uh, we have one for a monopod that you're able to at least get some, some smooth shots more kind of pull in and, and you know, push in and, and pull, pull out shots. Uh, but you can get creative with what the tools that you have, but a simple tripod if you have, especially with a fluid head, can be very, very helpful for tracking yep. movement uh, to, to really make it look good. And a monopod's a great point too, because a lot of the, the tripods that are sold now do have that option to turn into a monopod. And I forget about that. I actually have a tripod that you can convert into a monopod, and I always forget to bring that out with me. And just having that out with you, especially when you're the run and gun, um, that's going to give you really great stable shots as far as um, than you would if you were just hand-holding it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, especially if you're into photography as well, yeah. having that monopod is, yeah. is great too. You see it all the time, especially in, in sports, Absolutely. Uh, sports photography. Yeah. They, they have the, the 600 mil right. lenses uh, on there that you're not going to yeah. be able to carry that for too long before no. it gets heavy. So it's, it definitely takes a, takes a toll, but the monopod and, and tripods obviously help with, with taking some of that stress off. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more on some post-production or some editing uh, features that can be used also for for stabilizing a shot because even with the use of the gimbal, even with the use of of the three point contact technique, uh, that you can get some shaky footage. Yeah, absolutely. And and the easiest way to post correct that is by using a, uh, a software stabilizer. Uh, so I know that Premiere has warp stabilizer. Yep. I used to have Premiere. Uh, I've been kind of trying to use, um, uh, I just started using Final Cut Pro. I don't recommend their stabilizer that much. Uh, I tried to use it multiple different times in different ways, and the, the, the footage just never came out very well. And that's, I, I believe, a known thing. I, I've tried searching for the best settings for Final Cut Pro, uh, and everyone says that they try to use something else or yeah. um, Premiere for, yeah. for it. 
Well, Premier, I mean, that Premier Warp Stabilizer has yeah. helped out a lot. And That's the one I'll, thing I miss about Premier, yeah. And, and one thing, I mean, you, you kind of get, I try not to get lazy. You know, I will, if, if for some reason I can't get a stable shot for whatever reason, right. um, I, it, it is kind of my, my fail-safe. Absolutely. But sometimes it, the Warp Stabilizer doesn't. And it really ends up messing up the footage. So, yeah. you know, really making sure that you can out of camera get as stable of a shot as you possibly can is important. But these features that these programs offer, and there's there's plugins, but for since we use Premiere, right. uh, Warp Stabilizer has been a a big help. Absolutely. And I just started using DaVinci uh, Resolve as well. Um, I ended up buying that. And uh, how's their, do they have a feature? Yeah, it's it's just called Stabilizer, uh, as far as I know. Um, But, uh, and it is a feature of it. Um, But I've recently started using it. And it doesn't work well for drone footage, like when we were trying to think about, or at least when I was trying to think about um, different options for the drone footage that we shot for the real estate uh, shoot. It, uh, it didn't work very well there. So I'm still trying to play with those settings, but um, the other handheld stuff that I, I had done with the camera, it seemed to work very well. Yeah. I don't know if it's as good as the warp stabilizer. We'll, we'll find out, but I'm just getting started out with that. Yeah. Sure. And lastly, let's talk about, let's go back in camera sure. uh, using different frame rates. Yeah. Right. So obviously more cinematic, 24 frames a second, frames per second is is ideal for for most scenarios but whenever you're looking to slow something down whenever you slow some footage down it tends to have a beneficial impact on eliminating some camera shake yeah so that's one thing that uh uh, i've used in real estate i will shoot all of my real estate videos in 60 frames a second okay uh so that has has been very helpful to have that smooth buttery buttery camera movement or, or camera footage uh, but I'll even go up to 120 frames per second that will, will make it really smooth. Oh yeah. And when I say really smooth, you still have to be cognizant of your camera movement. movement. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the, the faster the frame rate, obviously, or the higher the frame rate will help you be able to slow that down to eliminate some camera mo- or camera shake. Right. But for the most part, I'm using 60 frames a second. If we're doing doing something that I know for sure that it's I'm going to want to slow down uh, heavily right. for that nice smooth slow motion, it's it's 120 frames. But the 60 frames a second, I've you even with 60 frames a second, you have to be very methodical with your movement, yeah, um, in order to 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 get that to minimize the camera shake. And even on top of that, I've used warp stabilizer in some circumstances. So sure, uh, it's it's an all encompassing approach when you're looking to make sure you get smooth and consistent video footage that you're looking to to have uh, nice and smooth so absolutely so what about you regarding uh frame rate what is your when you're slowing footage down what do you like to use well i've just actually started playing around with that uh recently you know um before i was always just 24 24 i didn't think about getting the the um uh the slow-mo movements or the slow-mo footage or frames uh frame um but uh, I've recently started playing around with that uh, with you. Most of the time, it would be 60 that I would shoot at when I was trying to slow stuff down. Uh, but 
recently my camera goes up to uh, 180 and, and 240 on the, the second camera that I have. I haven't tried the 240 yet to see how that goes, but yeah. the 120, you know, after seeing you shoot it and how buttery smooth and beautiful that looks, um, you know, I've definitely started playing around with it recently. Yeah. And uh, even our phones, yeah. our phones, the iPhones can go up to 240 frames per second. So if you're watching this and you don't have a camera, all of these methods can be used even while shooting with a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, so frame rates, you have the flexibility and maneuverability uh, in your phone for frame rates. Yeah. Especially, I can only speak to iPhone. Right. Um, you can use all of the post-production features, the warp stabilizer, if you use in Premiere, any stabilization, uh, stabilization plugins that you may find for that footage. Same thing, holding the camera and stabilizing. And, and I don't know if you knew this, but we started our business with using a cell phone. Oh, wow. So we would use the uh, DJI Osmo Mobile 2, a uh, phone stabilizer gotcha. for the shots. Phone so gamble, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So using these methods and the tools available to you, doesn't matter what camera you have, uh, can be very, very helpful. Yeah. So, well, I think that we've covered them. Are there any others that you want to throw in there? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, for doing the uh, the GoPro footage that we used on the CineWoop for the indoor um, shoot, the real estate shoot, I've just recently started playing around with Real Study as well. Um, and that was a learning experience as well because um, I didn't know that there was a setting that you actually have to use for three four, but uh, we learned about that. That's what we ended up using as far the final stabilizer. But that is an external program. There is a plugin that's a little bit more expensive for Premiere. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that's another one that I could recommend if you're using a lot of GoPro uh, or if you're shooting with a GoPro um, to look into Real Steady. Okay, we'll we'll leave a link to have people check that out if they're interested sure. and we'll also link uh to our gear that we use that you'll be able to click and, and view on it and and pull the trigger on it if it's something you feel is going to help with your projects absolutely well guys uh that pretty much wraps this up we're going to go ahead and and shoot some more stuff yeah but guys you've been watching the create more podcast produced and hosted by 1012 productions rob and josh if you're interested in tuning in or if you're interested in staying in the loop of projects that we have going on be sure to follow us on social media where you will be able to find behind the scenes as well as most recent projects and just uh, shoot us messages. Say hi. If you got questions, give this video a like. If you liked it, subscribe if you haven't. Yep. And as always, we'll see you on the next video.